0: Well, essentially, I agree with what you're saying in the sense of this physical reality. But from what I've experienced with out-of-body experiences and near-death experiences, spiritual reality is not bound by time-space. It is not affected by mass and gravity. So essentially, once you go to the other side, you exist in All timelines in all universes at the same time so just because you died in this um, this timeline your next life you could be born hundreds of years before or hundreds of years later whatever is essential for your spiritual growth spirit doesn't care about timelines So, like, uh, people who, granted, I don't believe in hell. I think uh, people create their own hell from their own guilt, from their own um, self-perspective. I think a lot of people go into what we would call purgatory, which is essentially the ghost state. And uh, it's, you have to watch physical reality without any ability to stop it. But if your soul is too dark, you become a demon and as a demon, all you experience is pain. All the time. And the only thing that relieves that pain is causing other people pain, which is why demons do what they do. But if you're in a higher state, if you're in a good state, you become an angel. And as an angel, you gain more powers, but you also have more responsibility and you do inevitably still reincarnate within this lifetime. So I don't think... Angels and demons and humans are different parts And I don't think there's a heaven and earth and hell. It's all the same thing our souls become angels or demons the earth and The conceptual heaven or the conceptual hell are all one. It's just we're on different densities It's all overlapping and interconnected Spiritual reality is just as real as the physical reality. It's just it's it's very thin Physical reality as matter is very dense. So heaven and hell don't exist You just go to the spiritual realm and in the spiritual realm if you've accumulated enough darkness you experience it as hell enough light you experience it as heaven from what we would describe and uh, I gotta say dude the uh, the positive experience on the spiritual reality fucking awesome man it's so fucking awesome it, it that, that's why it I'm, I'm not allowed to see it I'm not allowed to go there very much anymore because I got obsessed I got obsessed after the like two or three times I got to see it, I didn't want to come back. I, I, I fucking hated coming back. It was just so beautiful, so beautiful. So it's
1: only that you're able to experience such good that you came from such dark, because otherwise where would be the contrast and how would you experience it?
0: I'm not sure. It's really hard for me to describe it from this perspective because in this limited evolution I'm only looking at it from one lifetime, but based on my belief system, I've lived infinitely from the beginning of time. If there was a beginning, if there wasn't a beginning, I've lived forever or existed forever. So I'm not allowed to remember everything because I mean, look at your limited evolution, my limited evolution. If we packed the experience of billions of years into this mind we'd be in a nut house all the time we, we couldn't function that way we're only allowed to remember what's important to our next step of growth and uh i was allowed to see a little bit more when i was younger the most supernatural and intense experiences that i had when i was a fucking child my first out-of-body experience i was four years old I was sleeping on a waterbed and then suddenly I was floating above myself looking down and then I floated over and I saw my mom doing her makeup in the bathroom and then I faded out because I fell asleep but people are so attached to their physical bodies and uh, our physical bodies are not ourselves we are the energy within those bodies and once I started to fully Recognize that, accept it. Granted, I could be wrong. I could be fucking crazy. I'm probably at least 50% crazy. But when I started seeing my body as a vessel and not who I am, my life changed. And suddenly, my body started talking to me through hunger pains and headaches and euphorias and just all sorts of weird, different shit because. I'm not this body. I'm the energy contained within it. But this body is still an important entity. It is choosing to cooperate with me, a colony of organisms. And and the more that I remind myself about that, the more I don't feel alone. I don't feel like I'm fighting against the world by myself. I feel like I'm an angel who has a colony of millions of organisms working with me to figure things out. So are there other physical
1: bodies that try to deal with our own platitude of physicality? Are they on some other level of physicality? What do you mean other
0: physical bodies? Like other organisms?
1: Um, not just un- other organisms that we can identify that are affecting us directly, but ones we can't see that are still there.
0: Oh, you're talking about, uh, spiritual.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can call them that, but essentially other beings that are there that are seeing us and seeing
0: themselves and others. Yes. 100%. The spiritual realm is fully real and intricately intertwined with the physical realm. It's very hard for us to perceive it because the physical realm is very dense, and the spiritual realm is very porous, very spread out, like um the difference between an atom and a neutrino. A neutrino passes through everything, doesn't even have a well, I guess it's barely measurable, but a barely measurable mass because it's so tiny, so. Uh, Minuscule and and so it doesn't interact with matter the same way and that's essentially how Spiritual and the physical is it's not that there's two different dimensions It's that they're so different. It seems like two different dimensions but they are the same dimension and so spiritual entities spiritual organisms are constantly and very intricately interacting with us but very hard for people to perceive that because we're so dense in comparison to how not dense the spiritual is it's very hard to bridge that gap but we're getting there we're getting there we're already about ready to perceive in four dimensions very excited for that you know what's spurring on the fourth dimensional uh site oh fourth dimension is uh look at the concept of the tesseract essentially it's Layers within layers within layers within layers and My my support for the fact that we are already four-dimensional beings is that We perceive in layers. We can understand atoms. We can understand molecules the tiny layers within the layers and we can also understand planets and stars and galaxies Big layers within the layers and layers. Even though our eyes can only see three dimensionally, mentally and scientifically, we're already perceiving a fourth dimension, and uh, that just pushes me to want to see the fifth dimension, which I think is a, a time thing. Time travel moves sideways, not front to back. Don't really understand it. it just uh, I've been I've been looking up the the concepts of it and apparently it's possible theoretically but you don't move forward or back within your own time frame you move sideways through the multiverse theory you're not like if you go back in time or you go forwards in time you're not affecting your current timeline you essentially stepped into a earlier or later point within a timeline that's next to your time, like a parallel universe. So you can go back in time and change whatever you want and then come back home and it didn't change anything.
1: Is this is why we say that some people might be backward in their thinking or why some people might be behind in X, Y, or Z or, you know, like maybe it's just like certain people don't comprehend or are able to understand you because their timeline doesn't allow it?
0: Maybe. It's hard for me to say yes or no to that because I know a lot of my beliefs and a lot of my perspectives are extremely ther- theoretical and have no physical support. So as much as I believe in what I'm saying out of respect, I have to accept that I might be completely batshit crazy and I might know nothing. I, I- I would like to know everything, I would, I'm would. i trying my best. The moment I think I know everything, bad things happen. I can't learn anything more. As long as I see myself as a dumbass, I can keep learning shit. I, I don't like the feeling, but I like knowledge.
1: It would be good to point out that the fact that you realize that I do not know really much of anything is the fact that you can learn more and the fact that you point out that You know, if you do know everything that you can't, it's like a paradox. It's like you work in reverse, almost. There's this reversal of intention, like the
0: paradox of like existence. I see what you're saying. And I agree. I mean, it wasn't really expressed in an easy-to-understand way, but I agree. Uh, I learned it from my grandparents. Um, They are convinced that their way, the way that they believe, is the only way to be, and that's going to... Solve all their problems Well, looking at their life. They're fucked up. They're miserable They have a few moments of being happy, but most of the time they're really fucking miserable and And then I have my East Coast grandparents 10-15 years older better health way happier and, and I realized it's not about what you are not about the physical about it, it It's the mentality my grandparents on the East Coast. They are positive People. They are hopeful people. They're still active in the community. They go on vacations. They go on cruises. They do things. My grandparents here, ten years younger, should be in better health, technically, and uh, they're not. They're they're withering. They're falling apart. Not just their bodies. Their mind, because they're angry. They focus on things that they can hate, and, and that breaks down to a simple equation for me is when. You fill your mind with negative, it poisons you. It poisons your body, poisons your soul, poisons your life. When you fill your body with positive, it heals everything. My grandpa Mike on the East Coast, who's 10 years older than my grandpa Jay here, he was diagnosed at 8 years old with diabetes. He wasn't supposed to live past 32. He's almost 70. What does
1: that say? Well, I feel like that's the main reason why people have depression... Sometimes it's for very, like, interesting conundrums where people can't escape, but ultimately it's just a reversal of just be loving and treat the people around you well and understand them and love them. The reason why 15% of the population, in my opinion, winds up with depression is not because of some genetic or induced thing that they just couldn't help and whoops-a-daisy, I'm depressed. It's the people around you are not feeding your body what it needs to feel good in life. That's okay. what I feel like.
0: Okay, okay. I get that. I get that. I agree to a certain degree. But um, see, I, I love technology. I love computers. I've been fucking around with computers since I was four or five years old. And uh, what I've come to believe is essentially the body is an organic computer. We follow our programming. Whatever we experience, it it comes together into a, an eventual action or an eventual progression of actions that we've been trained to do. And if you have good programming, good things happen. If you have bad programming, bad things happen. So the way that I try and improve myself, not saying that anything is right or wrong, I, I follow my own beliefs that give me hope, except that maybe I'm wrong about everything. At all times I have to accept that because if I think I'm right about everything, I can't learn anything more and like I become stagnant, like like a cesspool of nothingness. I can't grow anymore. So a- as much as my beliefs give me hope, I have to remind myself that I might be completely wrong. It's to keep my ego in check. And uh, granted, I'm sure you've heard about People talking about uh, ego death and and how beneficial it might be. Um, For some people it might be, but I think darkness and light cannot exist without each other. Chaos and order cannot exist without each other. That's this reality. Maybe a different reality exists a different way, but we are a duality reality and it needs to stay in balance. So. Abolishing it within yourself, one way or another, that's awesome, but hating darkness for what it is, or from a dark perspective, hating light for what it is, is wrong, because dark and light cannot exist without each other, from what I've seen, from what I've seen. It has to maintain a balance. When the light becomes too much, it starts to burn, and then some of the light turns into darkness, the darkness becomes too much it starts to freeze and then some of the darkness has to become light the ultimate goal is progression life I think life is the purpose of existence within this reality I don't really know why but apparently the universe cares from what I've seen the universe wants life to exist and I've heard all these people say that humanity is a cancer and we're destroying the planet, and blah 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 blah. I don't think that's true. I think humanity exists because the universe intended for us to exist as a part of nature. Now, granted, with our technology, we have abused and disrespected the gifts that have been given to us. But we harmonize our technology with nature and respect what's the word i'm looking for i essentially think the world is an incubator like all habitable planets are an incubator for life to create advanced life to bring intelligent consciousness into this reality and uh the world's going to die eventually i mean that's the natural process the stars die they fucking explode in a glorious fantastical way So, to think that this tiny world isn't going to die is kind of ignorant, in my opinion. So, if that's the case, planet is very likely just an incubator for what we are becoming. And uh, we can harmonize with it to extend its life, to give us more time to figure out how to live within the stars. But if we focus on raping and pillaging our land for the rest of our time here... Then we're probably all gonna die. Which is horrible. Fucking horrible. But that's the nature of the universe, dude. It's the nature of the universe. If we become a cancer that is potentially harmful to other parts of the universe, what do you do with cancer? You get rid of it. You can't let it exist because it just keeps growing and keeps infecting and keeps destroying. So that that's the terrifying part about what I believe. I I really like to think that we will harmonize to a certain degree and we will find a way to honor the universe and what it's given us. But if we don't, we focus on the fear, the hate, the war, for whatever reason, greed, power, resources, the universe will erase us like we never happened. That's intense. (laughs) That's fucking intense. I've been dealing with that since I was like 19 years old, man. That is that is not something that most people should ever have to face. That's why I don't like to talk about it, because uh, people should be happy. People should be what they are. They should enjoy life without having to face the big picture. My family drilled the big picture into my brain at like five years old, and I didn't start fixing myself until 19. And uh, I'm thankful it happened, but it was a rough long dream <laughs> we can call it good that
1: well that was my good dear friend bradley Baumgarner. his ontology and a central reflection on what our true nature and possible reality is here on earth and i happen to agree with a fair cross-section of it and i'm very blessed to have had his voice on here and i hope you got a lot from it and i'll see you next time